Hey, you're listening to Local Band, Local Beer, 88.1 WKNC's interviews with bands performing at Local Band, Local Beer. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and then join us every Thursday at the Poor House Music Hall for Local Band, Local Beer, sponsored by WKNC, The Poor House, and Younger Brother Productions. Enjoy listening. 88.1 WKNC, this is DJ What's Her Face, and I am accompanied by... 1970s film stock who will be playing tonight at the poor house in downtown raleigh for local band local beer it's gonna be an awesome show tonight We've got goodbye titan and alpha cop who you just heard for an interview if you were listening and yeah so how about we start off if you could introduce yourself and your band okay hi uh my name is eddie garcia the band is 1970s film stock. It's more of a solo project than a band, although uh, there was a period that I did pair up with a drummer, a great friend of mine, a great drummer, and that may happen again, but um, the way the music was developing, it really served it well to be solo, um, and there were some challenges that went along with that that I really enjoy. So that's the way it is right now what are some of those challenges of being a solo artist versus having a band to back you up yeah i think um well one is audience ex- audience expectation um you know n- i like to think that most people are open to kind of a new sonic experience but uh it also depends you know what, you, what you're in the mood for or what you're into but um you know drums kind of have momentum and can mm-hmm. propel songs forward so then it's up to me to propel things forward through layering and through the way I, you know, use dynamics. Um, so that, that, that's, that's one of, one of the challenges. One of the pluses is if I write something the night before a gig, I can play it or almost like work on it live, which that's something that's really exciting to me. You have a lot more creative control that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Awesome. I enjoyed working with bands and I, I, I see, as time goes on, I want this project to take on different forms and I'm into collaborations and sometimes I've guested on people's projects in recording or, or live jumped up with people. Um, and I'd like to have that as well. The openness to collaborate and kind of take chances. Um, once again, just being me, it's a little easier to do that in a way or not easier. It's just a different way of doing that. And you've played with a drummer before too as well. Yeah. Yeah. In? The old band, we had a drummer at least for, well, it's funny enough, at least for one third, we were banned for 10 years, Jews and Catholics, and drummer at least the last maybe four years. And before that, we were actually a duo and used drum machines and stuff. But they had lots of momentum. The drum machines and the programming were really pushing things forward while we did our instrumentation. Um, so, yeah. So this is like a whole other project that you just kind of took on on your own. Yeah, it was a whole other project. The kind of the way it, it started really loosely with me just playing a couple of uh, solo shows in Winston Salem, where I'm based out of, where I live, and um, that was just for fun or to try some different things. And I played some Jews and Catholic songs in different versions, did some covers, did some kind of some, some things I was working on that did eventually become part of this. Not that many though. And then one day, I don't know if it was a little bit of a dry period or what, but during that last year that of a band I I just I wrote a bunch of stuff all at once that that I felt didn't quite fit what we were doing and um 
So then I just, then I played booked another solo show and the band was still going strong, but uh, I liked what I got out of that. One thing led to another. That band dissolved for amicable reasons. We're all good. We're all still great friends and everything. Um, so then I, that allowed me to focus on this exclusively, and yeah, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. And um, early on, I um, applied for a grant through our arts council in Winston-Salem and was lucky enough to be awarded a grant that helped me to get some recording gear and some other fun little toys to, yeah, to, to do the music with. And so that was, that was kind of a, um, that inspired me to push it, keep pushing it forward. So was that kind of like a competition or just like you presented them what you had, who you were, what you were aiming for, and they kind of helped you out? Yeah. It's called the regional artist project grant. And they have kind of a, a sum of money that um, they award to artists in different disciplines um, for people in the Forsyth County area. And uh, yeah, and I'd seen some people I know had gotten one before, like it tended to be your uh, major, more academic leaning, I guess you'd say disciplines, you know, visual arts. Um, when it came to music, it tended to be classical or jazz oriented and then you'd see some film things occasionally, but I feel like every year I'd see somebody I knew or someone who knew was making music in my world um, get something. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And then funny enough, the year I did, uh, a couple of people I really like got one and some visual artists who I'm great friends with got it. And it was a, and it was kind of I think a banner year for our arts council where they started branching out into the community and into the, for lack of a better term, underground community in music and art. And that has continued, and that's a kind of a great thing about uh, Winston Salem. For yeah, it's sure. pretty awesome. Yeah, I know you guys have the art school up there. It probably helps. Yeah, school of the arts art in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really cool program over there, and uh, yeah, I, I love film too. The name, I would, so I hope to kind of get involved over there. My wife actually has gone to school there and is about to go to grad school again there. But uh, yeah, film scoring stuff like that is something. I like to get into and something I think my music lends itself towards perhaps. So is that where you got your name 1970s film stock is your interest in film? Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of made a list. I, I played some shows just as Eddie Garcia and that was fine for a little bit. And then I was just like, well, I think like it, need, it needs a name. And I just made a list of, of, of things I like and showed it to a couple of people. And that's, that's one that popped out. Um, because I've always really, I really like the way the films of that era look. Um, and there's something in some ways more realistic and hazier than films look now. And it wasn't too hard for me to kind of then draw a line from that to what, I, what I'm doing kind with of the music, your music style. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like it was a, a good name. How about we play one of your tracks? I know you brought a couple songs over. Yeah. Is there any in particular you wanted to present to our listeners? Sure, I can think of two. Maybe we'll start with the odder one, uh, Palace Number 3, which is kind of a slight edit of um, a track on my record, hand-painted, called Improvisational Lemons from Palace Number 3, uh, which I got that name because I had three different names and I asked some friends on Facebook. and they, so My friend Eric sort of combined them for me because uh, it was based on one of those times where I was recording something solid and worked out and kind of kept the tape rolling. And it was just an improv that worked out really well. Um, 
So I was really, really happy with it. So this is it, uh, slightly truncated form. I don't know if I have that track. Uh, you wanna, we can look it up later. It's okay. Maybe um, play something else. Yeah, I do have. you have Sling for Skeletons? I do. That one's a little more abrasive than some of the stuff I'm doing now, but I actually might even play it tonight. I'm, I'm not sure and I haven't decided yet, but uh, it kind of gives gives the idea of kind of the nutso guitar thing I will go into sometimes. I guess I didn't mention before that guitar is an instrument. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's assumption, you know. Everybody plays guitar. Most bands have guitar yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So we'll start off with that track, and then you know we'll continue this interview after these tunes. So keep it locked. <laughs> Thank you. 
98.1 WKNC. This is DJ What's Her Face, and I'm accompanied by 1970s film stock. You just heard one of their tracks that was Sling for Skeletons, and that was actually a live recording, is that correct? Yeah, it was a live recording um, from uh, 919 Showcase at the Nightlight. I think sometime within the first, maybe about about a year ago, a little before a year ago, where um, that was just a purely instrumental show because more kind of an experimental music showcase. And I did some stuff that was worked out, and then I did some improv uh, pieces as well. So is that one of your more improvisational tracks, or is that something you've kind of had put together? That one actually has worked out. That one... I put together that one came in the kind of first batch of songs I wrote for this that I felt like were in another direction than the band was going or band was in. So yeah, so that was the, that that's a, that's a worked out. It, it still changes slightly sometimes live. Um, that one was really fun with the drummer. That that's one of the ones where I think like the the drums did add a certain something to it for sure. That um, you know that I just I miss a hair um, when I play it live. But I think I think it works out perfectly well without them as well. Um, yeah, so that came in that came in that first batch of songs. So would you say that kind of corresponds with your sound in general? I know you sometimes throw in vocals, and you know sometimes you have a drummer and all of that. Would you say that's sort of representative of? I think it is. I think it's at least representative of a side of it, mm-hmm. and I, I try in shows to kind of have an arc and I I feel that what I've been doing I feel like that's an you know uglier song if you want to say that <laughs> um I mean there's a melodic line but it's still it's really you know kind of odd and a lot of what I'm writing has become a little more uh beautiful and a little more melodic and the the the, the ambient stuff has kind of felt a little more uplifting but I, I try in a show to kind of Get a little dark, get a little light, work vocals in and out. Um, yeah, try to make it a experience sonically as much as I can because it's just me up there. And I don't have a any kind of complex visual thing, at least yet. I don't know if I'm going to go down that road or not. I'm trying to think about it. Um, yeah, so I feel like that that's a, that's a definitely a side of it, you know. And also with the way the guitar sounds, I mean, it's got some kind of strange sounds in there. And I really like the idea that the guitar doesn't always have to sound like a guitar and um, really the pedals and all that kind of stuff and just attacking the guitar and playing it in different ways to yield various sounds. Um, I sometimes like to think of it more as like a controller than just a melodic instrument. It's just like a joystick in some ways, <laughs> you know, and then what, whatever I'm running it through is then kind of, um, lifting it somewhere else or augmenting it in some way. This is exciting to me. Interesting way to describe it. (laughs) I've never heard guitar being compared to a joystick, but I like it. (laughs) So is that kind of, when you're performing live, is it a whole lot of like, because it's just you and yourself. um, So I assume it's a lot of like looping and messing around with that. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is that. Um, some songs have no looping at all, mm-hmm. but some like that one definitely. There's a main loop, and then I kind of weave in and out of it. Um, yeah, is that so something you had to like? 
I guess, learn um, when you decided you wanted to do something solo, like adapting to having live performances with just yourself? It's probably a whole other experience. I did, and I tried loop looping pedals in the past, and I used them a little bit with the Jews and Catholics, and there were a couple of songs that had some kind of key uh, looping parts that I would use, but I would never say I was really great at it, and I was also hesitant and... With a live drummer, that's a whole nother deal with looping. So by the time we, I didn't, I didn't use it a lot once we had drums. Mm-hmm. I, I tended to only use the, a loop for something odd, some kind of like noise thing I wanted to bring in or just like an element to kind of bring in and out, but nothing that was a concrete or really important part of the song. So I definitely had to learn it, get better, tried a few different loop pedals, some I liked, some I didn't like. Um, I... 80% like the one I have now. Um, yeah, so I had to learn that. I do use a drum machine sometimes, uh, depending on the set. Like tonight, there'll probably probably be two songs that have a drum thing going too. And that's okay. another part. So that way, too, that way too, you know, as far as holding audience interest or presenting various things, um, you know, I try to find like just where it's just been kind of guitar, guitar for a while. Then here comes kind of a drum machine sound, kind of push things forward, and and then almost and then get it maybe almost a little pop oriented, pop as in more of a formatted, you know, verse chorusy type of deal, or something more something more tangible and less ex, less exploratory, I guess. Gotcha. So, how about we play a track that sort of displays that other side that you're talking about? Okay. Let's see. So we want to do one with vocals then? Yeah, let's go okay. for it. Cool. Let's see. Is it Blood Horse? Yeah, Blood, Blood Horse. Horse. Cool. So if you're just tuning in, I'm here with 1970s Film Stock. We'll be playing local band, local beer tonight at the Poor House with Goodbye Titan and Alpha Cop. And yeah, it's going to be an awesome show. I'll be there. And I hope to see a ton of people out there. So yeah, this is Blood Horse by 1970s Film Stock. Keep it locked.
WKNC. This is DJ What's Her Face, and if you're just tuning in, I'm accompanied by 1970s film stock who will be playing local band, local beer tonight at 9 p.m. along with Alpha Cop and Goodbye Titan, who I was talking to earlier today. And that track you just heard was one of 1970s film stocks that was Blood Horse. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about things to expect tonight, including performance styles. And one of the things we were talking about is bringing improv to a live performance. So how do you bring that about? When? Well, I think it's there's something about the, the moment of, of creation that... Um, uh, sometimes it's the best it's ever going to be. This is not always, but I think I started keying in like writing things at home or working on things that I was like, Oh, well that's the moment. So that's one aspect. So that's like, well, try to record as much as I can. Cause you might record something and you love the way it sounds. And there you go. You have a track. Can you necessarily recreate it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe with, you know, closer degrees than others. Um, and then I also like the idea where of leaving a song almost finished. So if you have, you might have your sections or kind of like you have like a mental roadmap of where the song's going to go. And, you know, maybe the relative key or for me, sometimes it's really just like the relative hand positioning, you know, and kind of knowing where you're going to be on the fretboard and knowing what the arc that you want is, but being open to change it as well. And so Within that, it's really refreshing to play live and kind of take a chance on a new idea or, you know, every room sounds different. You feel different every time you play. So I'm trying to feed off of that when I'm playing to see what happens. And yeah, sometimes you might fall on your face and sometimes mm-hmm. you're very pleasantly surprised. Um, it depends on the show, depends on kind of what bands I'm playing with or it can depend the atmosphere on the atmosphere yeah. for a variety of reasons, how much I lean in that direction or not. But I've started to always have, I always be sure to play at least a couple of things that have that open endedness 
but I've also started to kind of do little improvs between songs maybe or if something if a note is decaying in a certain way that strikes my ear I'll just go with it and see where I can go with it do you um, ever maybe like play something that you really like and go back on it later when you're performing live yeah I've done that happened? a couple of times I need to be in a better habit of always recording the shows mm-hmm. I've, I've been a lot better this year with bringing us like a little portable recorder I forgot it tonight, um, but I'm sure people have their iPhones. Yes, there's always that. <laughs> get them, get somebody in the audience to record. That's true. I could do that. Yeah, I, I have done that. Gone back, and sometimes when I'll just do like a little, um, if I like like a loop or something I made, I'll mm-hmm. just find a little funny place to shoot like a really quick video and put it up on Instagram, and then it's kind of. It's there for me as a reference, and then it's kind of a fun thing for anyone that follows the 1970s film stock Instagram to kind of see things that are in development. And I've actually had to, I've actually gone back and referenced a couple of those things and tried to expand on the idea. And there's also been a couple of those things where I've been like, "How did I do that?" I <laughs> you don't kinda, even know. And sometimes it's a little <laughs> sad when I really like it, and I'm like, "Well, maybe I should have recorded it in something a little better than my Android." <laughs> uh, yeah. So. But yeah, it's 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 fun just kind of keeping it fresh and taking because I feel like it's just there's really nothing to lose. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting rich and famous off of this. I do this because I love it. Having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. And yeah, of course, I want people to respond to it. And yeah, mm-hmm. I want people to, you know, maybe pick up the record, come to the show, all that. Of course. But uh, I just feel like it's it just it makes it just makes sense to be as as free and follow what I want to do with it as much as possible rather than feel like I have to kind of pigeonhole my approach or, or what I'm doing. Um, I mean, it's not selfish. It's kind of like a please myself first sort of thing. And, um, just kind of see who follows me down the path. Yeah. Very cool. So you're playing local band, local beer tonight. Do you have any plans for future shows or just, any cool things our listeners should know coming up for you? Yeah, um, little light for this part of the summer. Got some some traveling I'm doing. Um, the next kind of more major thing I'm doing is is in Winston Salem in August. I believe it's August 27th. It's something called Cringe Con that the folks at Reanimator Records put together last year was the first one, and it's kind of you could almost say a fringe music festival. Uh, I mean, like Eugene Chadbourne played at it last year. Um, so it's kind of bands, you know, on the outer outer edge doing, doing some interesting things or some groups that maybe just got together for that. And I think this year's, I haven't, I'm not, I haven't heard from Anthony yet. He's the organizer what uh, some of the quote unquote name acts that are coming in are. Mm-hmm. But I know he's been reaching out to bands and musicians and just various musicians in Winston to kind of encourage them to, hey, why don't you put something new and kind of different together that you haven't done before it's kind of like to a play at CringeCon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he said to me, he's like, yeah, I want, I want you to play. But he was, he's like, do something that you wouldn't normally do. So I haven't quite worked out what that is yet, but I have a, I have a couple ideas in mind. Um, at the very least, it would a lot of it will hopefully be stuff that no one's heard before, but there might be some other aspect to it that might make it very new. I haven't quite honed in what that's going to be, but... In the works. Yeah, it's in the works. Very cool. 
So if our listeners want to maybe keep up with shows you got coming up or find your music to play, you know, when they're at home or whatever, where can they find information on 1970s film stock? Sure. So I'm in all the places. Um, I'm on Spotify um, and ba- have a Bandcamp page. I have a Facebook. If you Google 1970s film stock, some film stuff does come up, but mine mine mm. comes up too. Um the the first record hand painted is up on Bandcamp and Spotify, as I said, and there's a cassette version of it available from the uh, label Illuminated Paths, and they did some of the distribution of it for me as well, and I also have the T-shirts and cassettes and things like that on on the Bandcamp available, and uh, 1970sfilmstock.com will be coming. I own the URL, but I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's another project to work on. Yes. Awesome. So is there any last things that you feel our listeners should know about your project before we close things off or about LBLB tonight? Sure. Well, in particular about this next song, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. This is one that we we talked about earlier and then I had some technical difficulties where we had to play another song if you're listening. Yeah, I know that um, this is definitely one of those where it's based on just kind of keeping the tape rolling and an improv and a happy accident or something like that. I really enjoyed what was there. And I guess for listeners, just, you know, if you're looking for new sounds, if you're into just kind of sonic chaos and beauty, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to do. And then the bands I'm playing with are really great. Um, Alpha Cop, some of them have been friends for years and I've played with them in various incarnations. So I think it's going to be a really great show. And uh I'm going to be releasing more material material for sure over the next year. I have a lot of stuff already recorded and I'm talking to people about doing some more recordings. I just haven't yet decided if I'm going to do kind of a series of short things or a couple full albums and some stuff off the first record. Only a couple, which I know sounds very anti-improv, have been re-recorded in a way that I like better. Um, so those might be released in some way as well. Gotta stay tuned. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. And this is Palace Number Three. Palace Number palace Three. Number Three. Awesome. So, yeah, keep it locked. It's eighty-eight point one. Thank you. 
Thank you.